0: Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now, your host, Mark Stoner. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Uh, uh, Many of you know I lost my father this week it was a so i apologize for having a gap in my in my podcast i got some emails and notices that uh what happened um going through quite a bit i have said it before that i lost my uh, my father was going through alzheimer's and dementia and this last week he he finally he did pass uh really hard for me cuz we were so close and um but it was for the best, you know, he, you know, anybody that's seen that happen to a person, you don't want to see it keep happening to them, and you need them to have peace. And he has, and so, you know, this episode, I want to talk about kind of some of those things that, you know, fathers bring to, bring to, you know, their their kids, or they can bring, you know, this, you know, it was funny, I... I had to speak at my dad's funeral. I didn't have to. I wanted to, and um, I thought that was going to be. I thought I was going to break down and not be able to talk. But you know, I realized that after days and days of emotion, you know, you you can do it. I mean, you you can do it, and and I, I owed it to him, and so the. The funny thing was before I started to go there, I got a haircut and um, I was getting a haircut and and the lady asked me, she said, how are you doing, honey? She could tell I was probably, I looked pretty stressed and wore out. I said, uh, I've been better. And she said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. She goes, what's, what's wrong? And I've I've never had this lady cut my hair ever go to a place all the time and she had, my guy had started his own business. <laughs> he, he had uh, got out on his own. And last week he started his own hair, cut, hair salon. And he was awesome. That's why I went to him all the time. He was great. But he never let on he was starting his own business. So anyway, I had a new person cutting my hair. And she said, um, you know, I told her I lost him. And she said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. And she said, uh, how, long, how old are you? I said, I'm 52. She said, you're 52. And I said, yeah. She said, you had him for 52 years and he's only been gone two days. And she said, just think of all the time you did have with him and what he put into you and what he meant to you and what he is passing on with you. That's 52 years. That's, that's good. That's a good amount of time. She said, I know people never knew their father. I knew people who had their father die when they were young kids. I knew people who had fathers that were never around or were never, you know, they were away from them or couldn't get along with them and never knew them. So you can be sad, but you can't be too sad. And I said, you're right. I said, you're right. She said, um, well, what did he pass from? And I said, he had Alzheimer's and dementia and she said, well, honey, he was gone a long time ago. He he was already gone. His body was just following. And I said, that's true too. And you know, I come in for a haircut. Now I'm getting, you know, a psychological evaluation and lesson, but she was right. She was right. I was super lucky, super fortunate. And, um, you know, he, so, so we kept talking and, um, she was, she was really funny. She was, you know, really lifted my spirits and, um, and she said, you know, you hold your head up and you, you go on and, you know, and, uh, it was a good haircut. It was, it took a little too long. I needed her to speed up cause I was in a rush, but it was really good. But I got to the, I got to speak at the funeral and I got to remember him, you know, um, The funny stuff about him. And uh, that's what, you know, you want to remember. The funny um, little quirks. And... uh, Sorry. As we go through this, it's funny that the little things that can aggravate you about people are also the ones that you remember. I told myself I wasn't going to do this, but if we're going to be real, then let's be real. Uh, So, it was great. I actually didn't cry much when I spoke at the funeral, uh, just a little bit, but I guess today is a little bit different. But, One last thing before I move on, you know, one of the harder things was, uh, you know, I had my, my calendar and it was right before he passed. And, uh, I was, you know, I put in notes to call my son, although my son tells me I I never call him or don't call him enough. But in that note, when I get ready to put it in, it automatically says, call Sax, my son and dad. And when it came up this last time I realized I you know, I would never talk to him again. That was tough. <clears throat> so this message is to make sure you are doing the right things, <clears throat> you are appreciating the right things, the little things that might aggravate you or some of the some of the things you'll miss. So let's keep going. <clears throat> and that's what we're supposed to do. You know, we're supposed to keep going and we will. And you as a listener, hopefully you're making, you know, good, good memories in other people's lives. Cause you know, everybody coming through the funeral had almost the same story. You know, your dad was a great guy. He, he was uh, funny. he, was my best friend. He made my life better, <clears throat> and at the end, that's what it's about. Uh, I also told a story about, uh, you know, he's from a different generation, than and and, and, he, and they thought differently. You know, they were that Great Depression <clears throat> era, and they they were poor. You know, they grew up really poor. I saw pictures of him, his family as a kid that I hadn't seen before. And they didn't have anything. And they they worked hard to build and have what we have, you know, the basis of what we have today. And I can remember going into a restaurant with him all the time and I think I've mentioned it before I know I talked to about it in my book that I used to always hate it that he when when you get a menu he would always go down the right side of it and figure out what was the cheapest and I'm like just get whatever you want and food didn't matter to him he never went in to get what he wanted he got he went in to get just the minimum to be there with us, but not spend any money I'm sorry for this podcast I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm going to keep going um he he would never it it wasn't so again he was I say he was addicted to cheap he was addicted to if it was cheap, then it was a good deal and i, I um he got going to these school auctions he got to help with these school auctions and he helped a guy with them and so whatever whatever they couldn't sell at the school auction um, my dad ended up would buy it so you know they would sell it so he got my cousin called him a lot of treasures and it was so funny, uh, the treasures that he would bring home. But one time he brought home like 200 of the school lunch, um, school lunch plates that like were divided into three, like they were like lime green. And he brought those home, thought that that would be a, a good thing for when we had a lot of guests over. And he would. This one time, I was in barbecue. I do pro barbecue, and he um, he said, "Hey, do you need any ladles?" And I'm like, "Like soup ladles?" And he said, "Yeah, I like ladles." He goes, "I can get some." I said, "Not really." He goes, "Well," I said, "I I could use one, I guess." Well. He met me. I was driving to Indianapolis for something. He met me halfway, and uh, he and he said, "You know, we." He said, "Hey, come look what I got in the trunk." So I, I go to this, go to the trunk, and he's got two hundred two hundred ladles in the back of the trunk. Just must be from the, you know, the commissary of the schools, and they're all these ladles. And he goes, "How many do you want?" And I said, "I don't know, five, I guess, but." you know, that was him. He was always thinking of others. He saw those, he thought they could help. And he decided to, to buy them to help, you know, it could help somebody. And this other time he, I told him I needed a a TV for my son's son's bedroom. He's like, Oh, I I run into TVs all the time at the school auctions. I'm like, okay. Um, if you find one, you know, get it. And he's, uh, so he calls me and goes, I got a TV for his room. When do you want to meet? And I said, well, anytime. He goes, well, actually, I've got three of them. And I'm like, uh-oh, I know my dad. And if he wouldn't have spent much for them, especially if he got three of them, this is probably not a good sign. And sure enough, it wasn't. When he brought them, they had the old the click knobs. And this was probably, gosh, 10 years ago or so, maybe 12 years ago. Still, click knobs, no remotes, and it was the real thick, deep ones, you know. And it was like a 19 inch or something. i like, Dad, that's they just had to be thrown away. There wasn't anything you could do with them. But again, he was just always wanting to help people, and um, you know, he'll be remembered as that kind of guy. But. I wanted to talk about another thing, switch subjects. Thank you for bearing with me on that. I felt like I probably needed to get that out too and talk about it. Um, uh, It's pretty exciting in the chocolate business right now. My daughter and I are working um, pretty feverishly. We were trying to get open for October 28th, which is National Chocolate Day. We're going to have a launch of some social media stuff. The name of the business is Poppy and Peep. Uh, P-E-E-P and uh, we have some really fun stuff going with it and we've been working on recipes and really getting the commercial kitchen set up. They're actually painting it today and tomorrow um, the final colors on the inside. It's in Nashville and it's going to be a fun thing. So if you're ever through Nashville, look us up, come see us if you like chocolate. I'll do some more things on this show about it as we get going. And it's really, you know, I can tell that Um, you know, I'm making memories with my daughter too, you know, through this time that we, you know, we struggle, we don't agree on everything. We argue, um, you know, we've, we've tried to divide what we're, I'm, I'm responsible for production and the money and she's responsible for design and the look and feel of things. And she's really, really good at it. And she's, she's really energetic and, but you know, we butt heads at times and, she's really worried about the look of things and I'm worried about how the thing functions and there's good and bad about that and so we we're having a really great time and we've got a friend Stephanie um, she's a listener of the show Stephanie has really been key to helping us she's just full of energy and we've got really good people around us that are helping and we're very excited so in the next coming weeks we will get it launched so that we're we're launched in time for you know the holidays but you know, the the point uh, that really, if you're starting a business, I, I say it a lot, you cannot know all the things you're going to run into to start and you can't get discouraged from them because every single person that starts a business or starts a new division in their business runs into unseen problems. I can't tell you how many problems we've run into, but it's it's really how you approach problems. How strong are you? how good are you at overcoming problems uh, how do you handle problems do you wig out do you you know do you make things worse on everybody around you everything goes wrong for us always like the signage was wrong the signage was almost 3 times more expensive than i thought it was going to be the health department had different rules the health department then split into two divisions recently one was department of agriculture one was health so then we got all these people coming and then they were the wrong people um codes came in and disallowed a lot of the things we had started on and had we had to change a lot of things um you know suppliers and and vendors and we got some brand new machinery in to make what's called bean to bar chocolate so we take it from all the way roasting the beans all the way through to what's called melanging and making it into chocolate. The whole process we're doing it where, you know, for a, for a certain line of chocolate we're doing. Well, the second roast, my brand new bean roaster broke. It's just over and over and over when you're starting a business. Um, and so if if anybody's out there on the sidelines thinking they want to start a business, but they don't have it all figured out, that's completely the wrong way to think about business anyway. You can't figure it out. There's no way to figure it out. You have to get in. And the the true the true test if you can run a business is how you handle problems. If you're bad at handling problems and stress, you should not start your own business. You should work for somebody else. And there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else. There's a whole group of people out there thinking that everyone has to have their own business. Well, it's simply not true. You do not. Many people should not have their own business. You're not wired for it. It'll make your life worse. It will not make your life better. It will make relationships worse. You can explode your family, your marriage, your kids, your health. You should not. Everyone should own a business, but if you, if how you handle stress, if stress, if, if making working hard can kind of sometimes calm you down or having a lot of, you know, changing things happen in your life and you're okay with it, then then you're probably wired to handle a business. If you just get more and more amped up, um, a lot of people start businesses, but they probably shouldn't. So the point of this is uh, don't if you start a business and everything starts to fall apart, don't think it's just you. That's just the natural barriers that pop up whenever you make any kind of change. Um, I have some guests, house guests, with us, and you might hear them in the back. Um, They're musicians. They're in Nashville. Friends of mine, lifelong friends, and Mickey and Kagan, and they are good friends of mine. And you know, they're in Nashville, and and, uh, they they used to live here. They moved away. They're coming back. And, you know, they're out there beating the streets and making new uh, networks and new finding new things. But, you know, Mickey was like, you know, man, this is harder than it was before. This is harder than it was back home in a small town in Maryland. I said, yeah, man, this is Nashville, Tennessee. And it's different than when you left 20 years ago. This town is moving. It's shaking. It doesn't really necessarily care about you as a new musician in town, you know, there's a trainload of, of musicians dropping off in this town every day. So, you know, he's going around and networking and it's tough, you know, I but you've got to give it years. And also you can't just push through. You can't. Sometimes you just have to wait on things to happen and they develop in their own time because you put them in motion doesn't mean it's going to happen right now. Just because you do X doesn't mean Y is going to happen when you think it's going to happen. It can happen. It could happen that way, but it could happen years later, too. It could finally, all those connections work, and all of a sudden, everybody, you're a genius uh, for doing it. But at the time, it doesn't feel like that. You know, everything I do when I start a business does not feel it doesn't feel good. I like the excitement of starting something new, but it it never works out like you think it will. And I talk about that a lot, you know, in this podcast. That in last week I talked about the the pivot, you know, the pivot that you have to do. I want to brag on. Um, we started a new division in Knoxville last a couple months ago, and my my person there, Timmy, who started, who who headed up that, has been absolutely amazing. If you, you know, you really see the value of someone with complete focus, and I talked about it before, complete focus is what it takes to catch, you know, to really get momentum. And it's kind of like having a, you know, having a magnifying glass out on a sunny day. And if you've got, if you don't have focus, you take that magnifying glass out and you keep moving it around, nothing ever catches fire. But if you will keep that focused on one spot for a minute, just to say some grass, all of a sudden that grass will catch on fire. And that's how business is. You, you need to put, be all, all in, uh, 100%. Mickey and Kagan, they're 100%. They're all in. Uh, Timmy is all in. And I love people that get all in. When somebody tells me they have uh, 10 different things and none of them are really on fire... That's a problem, you know. They say it's trying to like, you know, catch two catching two rabbits or chasing two rabbits. You're not going to catch either one of them. You need to stop and get one on fire. Well, Timmy's on fire. Timmy is networking everywhere. He's working hard. He's making a lot of sales. He's doing the good stuff that is more like uh, the, the, you know, building relationships. He's just good with people. He's good. to He's good talking to people. He cares. And you can just really see it. He's taking off. So Timmy, if you're listening, congratulations. We're so proud of you here in Nashville and I'm proud of you myself. And thank you for being, for being you. And it's another thing was, you know, he was, um, he was one of our installers in Nashville but in, in in our divisions, installers don't necessarily sell a lot. They don't necessarily, you know, they're not in front of a lot of people. They just, they're behind a crew of people who sold the work and then they go and install it. So I, I really never had a chance to know how great Timmy could be selling and, and working on his own. And he's really self-motivated and just a good person. So... If you can find those people, you know, let them go, let them, let them run. You know, the best thing I can do for him is stay out of his way, support him all I can and let him build it. The more I would have my thumb on him, I feel the, the, the slower it would go. And, um, he's just wired that way to run. I, um, I saw a thing, you know, so we're almost in November And we got two more months left in this decade. So how was this decade for you? Did you get some things done? Are you different? Are you better? Are you where you want to be? Are you going that way? Or is it about the same as 10 years ago? So 10 years ago was 2009, almost 2010 if you look back, how different is your life? Is it better? Is it worse? Those decisions you made back then, you know, are you, or are you the same? Are you pretty much the same, just 10 years older? I can tell you it goes faster and faster every 10 years. You know, I'm, I'm 52 and, uh, you know, I've, these are the prime, you know, if you're listening, the prime money-making years in your life are normally somewhere between, say, 40 and 60. Those are the prime money-making years that you have the most influence, you have the most knowledge, you've kind of gotten through probably some of your dumber maneuvers in life, and you can really start accumulating wealth, building things, you know, making a legacy, make, you know, helping others, and you really making, making waves if you want. And so, you know, two more months left in this decade, do you think, you know, is it time to hustle? Is now the time to hustle? Is every day the time to hustle? Do you have a plan that is going to, you know, make a difference in your life and really importantly, other people's lives? So I, um, I had a, a couple dumb as real. Let me see how much time I've got left. I had a couple dumb as real situations um, happen um, that I'm going to, I guess I'll just do one of them. And it's just fitting for this week. Um, so I was texting my son, Saxon, and it was when dad was in really bad condition. And luckily, I got a phone call from my sister-in-law said, you better come up here. And we don't think he's going to make it too long. And, and we got on the road and my son flew in from Texas and we all were there with him. And it was, it was uh, really great. And we stayed with him till pretty late at night. And then I'm, I'm not sure I mentioned this, but I had heart surgery this week too. The day my dad died, I had heart surgery and I had it at 10 o'clock and I didn't want to cancel it because I couldn't do anything for my dad. I've been waiting for a long time. They went in and did what's called an ablation, not a major heart surgery, went up through an artery in my leg and fixed something in my heart that was making it uh, go crazy. Well, I left at 10 because I had to be back in Nashville. I left at 10 at night. So, But my dad passed at 6.20 that next morning. And I... I sent a text to my son I said um, got to tell you uh, dad passed uh, at 6 this morning and now here's the dumbest real part he showed me google so google predictive text you know predictive answers the predictive answers were congratulations awesome good job wow That was the four selective words that, uh, that you could have selected for that, that sentence of dad passed. So that was dumb, but you know, it's just, I think it thought dad passed, like passed a grade or passed, you know, a test or whatever, but I guess the way I said it, but that was pretty hard. He sent me that. I said, Google really needs to work on their predictions. So that's it. All right, guys. Well, a little bit of a shorter time. Um, I should be back on track, back every week. I will have some more things, but this one was just a. This one was just a reflection on my father. And um, if you've got, you've still got your father, go give him a hug, give him a call today. Um, start making notes about you know what little stories, the stories about what. What you've gone through, what you've done, the funny things about them, the quirky things about them. Write those down. They become important at some point. They become really important at some point. All right, guys, that's my time. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.